Are we good? We're live? We're good. We are live, my friend. All right. So this is uh, Brew Talk episode one. Episode one. Unscripted, yeah, unfiltered. Yeah, yeah. Raw. <laughs> you know? Yeah, completely raw. Um, we're going to pick a topic from the, the, the topic bucket. Mm-hmm. And then we're just going to go from there. I think yeah. that's the best way to start. Yeah, yeah. You do the honors, my friend. I'm going to do the honors. Okay. Yeah. So these are questions we've gathered from far and wide. Things that have been, dude, I can't. (laughs) Okay, Okay, all right, all right, all right. Let's see. I think you're the new, the new, the new topic bucket guy. I guess so, man. All right. When should you hire someone versus do it yourself? Ooh. We just talked about this as well. We did. We did talk about it a little bit. We didn't really go in depth, so I'm glad this no. one got brought up. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, when should you hire someone versus do something yourself? This one is actually really debatable for me because I go back and forth because sometimes I think to myself, you should hire somebody if you're getting in your own way. Yeah. But you shouldn't hire somebody just because you're lazy. You see what I'm saying? True. It's kind of one of the things where it's like you got to hire people. Like that's inevitable Mm -hmm. as you scale your business. But if you do hire somebody, it needs to be like extremely strategic. Yeah. And I would say it had to be specific as well. Because you want to be like if you're hiring someone, it means that you're hiring someone that does the job just as good as you are, if not better than what you do. Right. And I think that's very key as well. You don't want to just hire someone that, you know, you can basically do it yourself, if not better. Yeah. I mean, first of all, they have to do it. If they do it as good as you, that's fine. But yeah. Hopefully better. Well, hopefully better. I mean, but also it's better. like you kind of need to know the role you before you hire somebody. You a lot of people will just be like, oh, I don't know how to be a photographer, so I'm just going to hire somebody. Right, right. And it's like, okay, but you got you to gotta put in some hours. Yeah. Figure out how to, hi- how to hire a photographer. Mm-hmm. What are you looking for? What do you even, what are the keywords that you look for? What are, what are they doing that you look for? Are they a photographer and a videographer? Are they somebody who's like spent a lot of time doing this? Have they done it professionally before? Mm-hmm. If they haven't, are you okay with that? Or why, why not? You know, are they hobbyists? Like what's the deal, right? Mm-hmm. And generally speaking, I feel like I like to do a lot of things on my own first. If, yeah. I'm, if I'm going to hire for something, I want to figure it out first so that I know if I really need to hire somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was us for the whole time of creating Creator Brew. Yeah. I mean, I think for like, for example, Itero, not shout out. <laughs> shout out Itero. to the guy. Uh, we were running the events on Creator Brew for a long time. A while, yeah. Before we About decided. Right. Yeah. Before we decided, hey, let's bring on this guy, Itero, mm-hmm. and let's, uh, we kind of know exactly what he should do. We built the playbook for him mm-hmm. so that if he did ever get hicked up, like into a hiccup or had questions or something like that, he could ask us. Yeah. And I think that was key because then if we just hire somebody and say, hey, run events for us, mm-hmm. we didn't know how to do it. Yeah. It would have been a train wreck. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, they would have been set up for failure. Mm-hmm. We would have been, we would have failed. And overall, it would have just been trash. I think it's good, too, that... Um, oh, God. <laughs> Sorry, holy moly sneeze. Um, I think it's good, though, too, because when you hire someone, you also get a different and fresh perspective, especially, um, 
I mean, not not to gloat our community, but our community is very creative. So you would imagine the type of ideas these people have probably that they haven't like, you know, outspoken to or like they never talked to anyone about it. And so when you actually do get to hire people and they're very creative, it actually does help a lot with the process and it makes what you're doing if like better, if not more fun. I mean, like, look what Itero is doing now with events with mm-hmm. like audio clips and you know, having musical chords on there, making everything look super nice. It's like, yeah, we could have done that too. That just took a little bit more time, mm-hmm. but we wanted to make sure that time was sparsed correctly, right? From what we were doing and as a whole. Yeah, focus can be like incredibly <clears throat> powerful. Mm-hmm. So the more that you can get somebody to really focus, I mean, we talked about this. It's yeah. like, if you give someone 100% autonomy, over a specific thing by the way that chair is creepy yeah it's like really mom. loud yeah so you're gonna want to watch that i'm just never gonna move just don't don't yeah. even don't i'm just not even gonna move anymore dude, so. dude literally you're a mummy yeah it's just it. pretend I'm, I'm just static now okay glad we got that out of the mm-hmm. way what was i saying oh it's okay yeah so basically you know if 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 Itero was going to run the events fully focused and autonomously uh, which is which is what he's been doing. He has the freedom on his off time, you know, in between th- like things he's doing in his life to like really have that background process subconsciously work for him in his favor mm-hmm. versus some someone who's working on like four different things, five different things. Yeah, uh, their subconscious is less powerful, right? Their shower thoughts are less powerful. Mm-hmm. Their their focus is is more uh, uh, is is divergent and is mm-hmm. diverging mm-hmm. and that sucks i mean i i think of myself like if i ever just focus on one thing at a time which is how i usually operate if i'm really working hard it's like i focus on one thing and i'll sometimes take that and work on that for like a couple days mm-hmm. and i'll say like i'm just gonna focus on this for a couple days so i really get immersed in it yeah and i can really get my subconscious, it's funny to say subconscious, like I know what I'm talking about. Like I'm some kind of like, you know, cognitive scientist here. <laughs> but my subconscious starts to work for me because really, you know, even when you're, when you don't think anymore, a lot of people don't know this, but even when you're not really actively thinking, your brain is still having like some kind of background process and it's thinking and working on problems uh, while you're not there, oh, yeah. while you're not actively, while you're not there, while you're not actively thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a big thing actually in engineering is, uh, you know, you come across a lot of hard problems and these problems are sometimes almost feel like you just cannot solve them. Mm-hmm. And one of the number one things that people say is just walk away, like literally just step away for a little bit and go for a walk uh, or just take the rest of the day off. You know, if your boss is smart enough, take the rest of the day off, to, take the week off and let your brain work on it in the background as you do other things. And the whole idea is that you're not working on it anymore. Mm-hmm. You just let your brain kind of like go. Like just let it go. Mm-hmm. 99% of the time when I've done that, I'm going to break this. <laughs> yeah. 99% of the time when I do that, always I get the answer. Mm-hmm. Always. Mm-hmm. Without fail. Mm-hmm. That's like the mm-hmm. number one thing I would say. It's like <laughs> if you're going to take one thing away from this podcast, let your brain work in the background Mm -hmm. let the subconscious mind help you solve the tough problems because it will do it yeah it will there's a lot of instances where you know we're thinking about something that we're going to create for creator brew or just something of like for myself like if i'm writing something if i'm coming up with a video 
I need to understand that like, okay, I'm thinking about this way too much. It just, yeah, I keep boggling around the same ideas over and over and over again. I'm trying to like switch it up, but I'm like, no, this is not going to work. And so I just go do like different things. Whether I go clean, I go, I don't know, like I go play games or something like that. Like minutes in, it's like my brain kind of starts working and working and working as I'm like not even really paying attention. And then I'll come to like a conclusion point like, oh, okay, maybe that can work. And then you write it down. It's almost the same thing with like shower thoughts, you know, and bathroom thoughts. Yo, low-key, highly underrated. Highly underrated. Highly underrated. It's like people think like, people joke around with like, oh, shower thoughts and like having bathroom thoughts. It's like, no, these are like gold ideas that you need to write down or tell someone immediately. Because you never know. I mean, even if it's a bad idea, you don't know. Because unless you say it or you write it down and you actually tell someone, it's like, oh man, like, you know, we, we bounce off a lot of ideas yes. from like shower thoughts and it's always became great. I've, I've had my best ideas in the shower. I know it sounds like <laughs> extremely cliche. I've had the best ideas in the shower. Not only the best ideas, I solve the hardest problems in there sometimes. Mm. Sometimes, you know, sometimes I wish I had a whiteboard in there. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I really wish I had like a, like a, like a, a whiteboard or, or something to write with right, in there. Right, right. Uh, by the way, if you're an inventor, <laughs> I'm willing to back that project. Uh, but, but, but truly, I, I'll go in there and I don't have any agenda. It's like I just go in there and I'm like, hey, I'm just here to clean myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's my number one priority yeah, for yeah. right now. Like, I'll feel dirty real quick. Yeah. And then, I'll, and then I'll enter and all of a sudden, it's like what I said earlier, the mind just it, – it, the mind is amazing at yeah. just working on things without you even knowing yeah. it's working on things. Yeah. And that's what's happening in the shower. And a lot of people are like, why Why is the shower such a magical place? What's the bathroom? It's like an oasis. Exactly. exactly. It's like one of those places where in the shower, you don't have your phone. Mm-hmm. You know, And that's why I'll say it's better than the toilet. Because on the toilet, people have their phones still. True, true. But in the shower, there's no phone. There's no nothing. It's just you and your thoughts. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And that's magical. It is. And it people is. don't get a lot of that time. Think about how little time you have. Away from your phone. Mm-hmm. That, I, would, I would say you probably have like like max, max. If you're just a beast at not having your phone around you, it's like an hour. Oh, that's exactly okay. what I was going to say. Like I'm not counting sleep. full day. Yeah. Like not 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 sleep. Sleep yeah. doesn't count. Mm-hmm. But like in your waking hours, yeah. maybe one hour you don't have your phone with you. Yeah, I think, I think in like in today's society, that would be 100% true. Obviously, there's people that... You know, swear by not having technology and stuff, but we're not talking about those people. We're talking about just like regular citizens that have a phone. It's like it's really hard to detach yourself from the phone because a lot of people work from their phone as well. Sure, we do. You know, yeah, we do. But definitely it's really tough to just, just keep away from your phone for a long period of time. It's magic, man. I'm telling you. It's and it's magic not only because look, I'm not saying I don't have ideas when I scroll different things. Right, or I'm reading something, or reading oh. an article I like, or something like that. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, it's amazing how much internally you have just sitting in you, and that thing just kind of wants to come out, mm-hmm. and you don't really give it an opportunity because you're just such a consumer. You're like consuming, 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 and like that's all you're doing every single day, day in, day out. Rarely we give ourselves the opportunities to just like be and just like create, and the shower is the one place that it happens. Man, we should have days where we just throw the phone away. Dude. <laughs> I thought you were about to say we should have days where we just shower together. 
uh, not no. what I was saying. <laughs> but no, I'm I, open I, to it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I agree though. I think um, I I that's why a lot of people these days too, when they go on like little mini vacations or like you know kind of a quick getaway, they usually just put their phone on silent and just kind of live throughout. Uh, the the moments and stuff. I know a lot of people that delete social medias and stuff when they go on vacations. Like they just completely x themselves. Like unless like maybe they keep their phone for like a phone call or something, but they just delete Instagram. They delete, you know, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, all these social media apps. I have noticed something very interesting as you said that. Some of the most thoughtful people I know. Funny enough, I'm not saying you should do this, but some of the most thoughtful people I know don't really spend a lot of time on social media. And I think the reason for that, it's it's obviously, it's not, it's not causation, it's more correlation. But what I've noticed is that because they're not spending so much time on social media, that in, naturally they're just the type of person who is more of a like uh, in their head, so mm-hmm. to speak, less of a consumer, more mm-hmm. of a, I don't want to say, I don't want to even say producer, but like less of a consumer. Mm-hmm. And as a result, I think their mind just naturally has more space. Uh, their head space is, lo- is wider. Is so you feel like they're more present. Definitely more mm-hmm. present and more thoughtful in terms of like, uh, you know, they have like actual opinions on things. Yeah. yeah which yeah. is rare today. It is. It to is have an opinion rare. is like, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. A lot of people tend to have uh, like a forced opinion because they're surrounded by people that kind of think the same. So they feel like if they can't think like that, they're going to be looked at too differently. You know, I've noticed that too, where people like, I can tell when like, there's like a forced opinion just because you, you know, the per- how the person is, who they are and like what they really think. And so it's always interesting where even like it's subconsciously subconsciously you don't really know it too because you're around people that you love so you don't really think it's a forced opinion you think Mm -hmm. oh yeah this is how i think but really when you go back home and you really sit down and think about it it's like oh man like maybe i don't really think like that you know yeah i mean there's a lot of things both you know i'm not i'm not the one to get to get even political at all obviously we're not going to get political in this podcast but uh, (laughs) like i should not show up Uh, But I do think that, you know, thinking for yourself, the one thing I will say is thinking for yourself is kind of underrated today, you know, and a lot of people are doing the thinking for a lot of other folks, Uh uh, which is kind of problematic. And whether or not you even agree with that person, it's like still like think through what they said. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe maybe not 100 percent of what they say is something you agree with. But a lot of people like almost attribute their identity to another person. And that is. Is dangerous because is. because then we get just like a like a world of people who just kind of like look at look at I don't know gurus or pundits and yeah. news news media outlets and whatever influencers and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. for us, don't listen to us. <laughs> We're yeah, dumb I mean, as hell. Yeah, I mean we we say some some random stuff sometimes, you know, in the studio, and so you know it's it, it's up to you who you listen and who you choose to listen to. Yeah, I mean, I would say it's good to. Uh, digest knowledge. I think I've, I haven't been doing a good enough job of saying like it is great to have a diverse uh, stream of knowledge come your way. Mm-hmm. Facts. Yeah, you take the good and you leave the bad with something. But like everything in life, mm-hmm. it's almost about balance. It's yeah. like you should take knowledge from other people. You should you should consume. Right, the knowledge is out there. You'd be a fool not to use that to your advantage. 
the knowledge is out there, but you you should also balance that with giving your head enough headspace mm-hmm. so that you can really not only be a consumer, but also take that information, synthesize it, and come up with your own kind of thoughts as a producer of that of, of things. Right. Especially right. in the creator space. Mm-hmm. It's like take, but take and use, not mm-hmm. just take. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. I mean, it's it's very, very interesting when um when we see that with even within our community where I mean, we get DMs all the time where it's like, oh, this person just took this art or like just traced out this art and stuff like that. It's always like, damn, like you don't you don't really know it happens until it's like happening in your own community space. And yeah. it's like, wow, these people are really like they just don't care. <laughs> they just don't care. Yeah. And and like I always think about it this way. I'm like, dang, how sad is it that someone has to take a piece of work that somebody else created and they probably have such low self-esteem or something where they're compelled to take that work of art, copy or trace it, and then present it as their own. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. It's like, dang, that's super sad. Yeah. It's very sad because it's like, it just almost shows that you don't have confidence in your own creative abilities. You know? Yeah. And it's like, there's nothing really creative no. about that. It's no. like... You're plagiarizing. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what tracing is. It's yeah. like, you're literally just line for line. It's like, mm-hmm. almost like a... It's like a... It's like a, uh, you know, you you don't have any abilities besides copying. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the skill is the mm-hmm. copying part. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I'm not saying that's not a skill. I mean, if you can like, you know, take a a famous painting and like recreate it, you know, cool. Mm-hmm. That's a cool, I guess, skill. Mm-hmm. But that's not necessarily creativity in my mind. Creativity is like a lot more than that. Right. And that creativity comes from there's there's more that comes out of you mm-hmm. when you're doing something creative. So, yeah, I mean, just people need to produce, man. It, I think that's the bottom line. People need to really just produce. Mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of information to consume, but just produce. Like if you're listening to this, I would say the second man, just turn it off <laughs> and just go produce something. Like if anything mm-hmm. we said or anything anybody else said kind of like even inspired you a little bit. Like you should, you should just sever the thread, you know, that's kind of counterintuitive for me to say, Hey, you should turn this podcast off. (laughs) But really what you should do is you should, when you have an idea, you should turn it off and say, Hey, that's enough consuming for today. Now I'm going to let my mind work. And whether or not you produce something really doesn't even matter. Mm -hmm. The fact that you just let that process happen over time, you will build that muscle of creativity of like, oh, hey, all these things I consume, now I'm giving them space to synthesize in my head and I can now be creative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No, I feel that for sure. Um, I know we kind of tangent off on the original question of when should you hire someone versus when you should do it yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we definitely talked a lot about more than just that. But I think, you know... To get back to that question, um, I think you'll know. I think there's like an internal feeling that you'll have that you'll know when maybe you're kind of up to the brim of things and if there's actually a role for this. Usually, mo- more likely than not, whatever you're stressing on, there's more so, mo- more so likely that someone is looking to fill that role and or even gain experience from it. And um, I think you'll... In business or just anything that you're doing that involves working with people, I think you'll know when you need to hire someone. I think you'll get to 
a point where it's like, okay, like, I think, I think it's time for us to start looking for people, you know, Mm -hmm. when it gets too much, especially when you're trying to do a lot of things, right? Like Nia and I have been trying to do, we, we were doing a lot of things on our own for a while, you know, and um, it just got to the point where it's like, okay, like we're going to need help. Like there's no way we can keep this going and, you know, fulfill the visions that we have for Creator Brew. Um, if we just kept at it, like every single day doing these like little things and not saying that they're little, they're very extreme things as well, you know, but we want someone that could have more eyes on it than we would be able to give it. It's almost like not doing it justice. Yeah. It's like, it, it wouldn't do us, it wouldn't do CB justice if we just kind of like we're 50 50 on it you know yeah, or like hoard the tasks yeah or hoard the tasks or just you know there's other people that you know would love to help there's people that would like like to gain some type of experience from it you know and um you know at the end of the day too it's like you want to work with the team that's like fun you know like there's great people like the people that we're working with all amazing people all like it all of them are friends to us you know we can have dinner with them and stuff like that. Like all these things, you know, they're not like only like buddy, like business in a business sense, you know, like we would love to, and we've said it before, we're going to, you know, meet everyone, have dinner with them and all that stuff, you know, it's going to be great. So it's very important that if you are going to hire someone, you hire someone that you can really um, vibe with in an environmental setting and just like personally as well, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I I think uh, what you're saying is kind of key. It's like, Almost like there's the added value of just having another friend yeah. in the trench with you. Yeah, like b- having a business partner is really good too because you get to bounce ideas back and forth. Um, but, you know, that's why, you know, me and you have each other, you know, like that's that's what we're here for. You know, we have different business minds and sometimes we bounce it back and forth and we either like it or we don't. And then we, you know, continue forward. But then, you know, all the other like other tasks that we need to take care of, we don't you know there's nothing huge that we need to think about it's more like this is what needs to be done let's get someone to just do this right right no totally i agree i mean the the fact that you can have a person with you riding helps everything and there was this very interesting uh there was there was these very interesting concepts in the vc world when i say vc world, the venture capital world um this is more for startups that investors liked to invest in companies that had two or more founders mm, mm. and it, it it came from that kind of idea that a solo founder um can is is far less likely to produce great work than a team now it's not to say obviously you get there's a point of diminishing return right like eventually if you if you have six people like getting things done might be harder if everyone has an equal stake. Right. Sure. But the idea is that like two, three was like the sweet spot where you can do, de- you can delegate and everybody has their own kind of skill set. Mm-hmm. And um, it's still small enough that you can move nimbly, mm-hmm. right? You can be quick. Yeah. So these, these VCs oh, time and time again would just reject these like solo founders. And it's kind of contentious now. Like some of these solo founders on Twitter are kind of like making some stink about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they're, they're rightfully so. Like some people, I would say like, sure, you can be on your own and you can produce great work. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Uh, but if you're if you're doing something a little complex, like let's say you don't have all the skills or, or you do have the skills, but you're not a master at them or mm-hmm. you're not a jack of all trades type, type of person, 
definitely just increasing the amount of people who are have eyes in that area that are doing those things well. I mean, like, as cliche as it is, teamwork kind of does make the journey it does, work. Yeah, it does. And the more, uh, the, the better you get at hiring, too, uh, allows you to, to really scale and do really interesting things yeah. with your team. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, going back to the question, it's like, you know, when should you hire? It's almost like, who should you hire? Yeah. You know, it is more of the question. It's like, when will come with who? Because Mm -hmm. if you don't come across anybody who's worthwhile to do that thing, it's almost like, eh, maybe you shouldn't, you should hold out. Mm -hmm. You know, like the who is much bigger than the, than the when. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I I completely agree. And I, and I think you learn so much about yourself too, when you're like starting to hire people, because in, especially if you're like you mentioned before, if you're a solo founder, I mean, you don't really know how you work with others. You don't know, like, you know, how you are around people and stuff like that. So hiring people, hiring someone or anyone is, is definitely a lot of learning in yourself. You know, the good thing about us is that we kind of know who we want to hire. We know how we work. We know how our environment is and, you know, the, the deadlines that we have and kind of like lax things that we do as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we specifically know who we want, but obviously, you know, finding them is more, is, is very difficult because there could be like one little thing or like, ah, I don't know about that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, sure. It's, it's tough. You want the right concoction yeah. of, of person. Yeah. To but so, yeah. But sometimes you just got to take a risk, you know, sometimes you just have to like pull the trigger and be like, all right, let's, Let's just see how it goes. We don't know how it's going to turn out. If it turns out well, perfect. If it doesn't turn out well, we didn't lose much. Sure. You know, and that's just the type of risk that you're going to have to take. You might be, you might, you like, you know, tend a lot of time into getting someone and they probably turned out to be a dud three months later. But like within those three months, you learned a lot about your patience and yourself and what you're actually looking for, you know? Yeah, it's like almost after every hire, you figure out a little bit more about how you like to operate. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And there's there's times where, you know, people pleasantly surprise you both ways. Oh, right? yeah. Like you can, you can say like, hey, this person's going to be great and they turn out to not be. Yeah. And the inverse. Yeah. That happens a lot too. It's mm-hmm. like, I'm not too sure. You give the person a chance and it's like, I can't believe we even thought about passing on this guy. Yeah, yeah. Or, or gal, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, those are the types of moments where you have to just, you have to re-understand that you don't know everything. No, Frax. And yeah. like, you know, it's almost a humbling moment. It's like, you, yeah, sure, you, you're you running whatever it is that you're doing, whatever creative or creator event, uh, venture you're doing, but you still don't really know. And an interview is mm-hmm. not really going to tell you. No, no. Especially interviews, man. I mean, the way we do interviews in this country, like there is no way you're going to figure out whether or not you actually are going to work well with this person. It's yeah. going to come down to like the first 60 days, I yeah. would say. Yeah, interviews are funny, man. It's uh, You don't really know how many interviews you do. Like four probably is like the average these days. Four interviews. Yeah. You know, like after the fourth interview and you get hired, it's like a, you meet like a completely different person. You know, it's always interesting when... When that happens and like the whole team camaraderie and stuff like that uh, usually dies out within like the first month that you're actually there. You know, you'll be like, you, you, I've been in places where, you know, the team camaraderie is there and that's what keeps people there. But it definitely, uh, you get molded within that whole environment for sure. Yeah. If we're talking company culture, I mean, 
that thing is so fickle. Like yeah. it, it can change within two days. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and it's really up to the people who are running the 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 show, right? Mm-hmm. And, and not even the people running the show, the people that they hire to trust that and trust. Yeah. But for the most part, I mean, there are places that have great cultures. Oh, uh, yeah. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I will say, I don't know if I've worked at any of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, not to say that. I, I would say they, they ebb and flow depending mm-hmm. on leadership. And you can have a great run at a company. Like, I'm sure at the early days, I would imagine, like, the early days of Instagram when it was, like, 10 employees. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was a rah-rah in that office. Yeah, I'm sure it was so much fun. Yeah. And now, you know, you think about it, like, is Instagram with 10 employees the same as Instagram with God knows how many, 10,000 employees? Yeah, probably. And the answer to that is probably no. Yeah. And it's like, when did it switch? And were you there for that switch? Mm -hmm. Was it, like, a slow burn? Or did it happen, like, the second they were acquired? You know what I mean? And it's always, sorry to cut you off, but it's always like really shitty too. If you've been there since the beginning and then you see how it is now, it's like, oh man, it's like that, that age feeling. It's like, man, you wish how you wish it was like kind of different almost, you know? Yeah. That's when people leave. Yeah, exactly. You know? And sometimes people leave before that even happens because they can see it happening like right in front of them first. And it's like, all right, I got, I got to get out of here before it's too late. Yeah. Most people will, you know startups are the most hilarious because startups are especially if you're in a successful startup or one that's like coming up it's like the beginning is always like the honeymoon man. yeah it's like you get in there you're super excited everything's fresh and fun mm-hmm. the growth is outrageous right nice coffee machine oh you know? man the coffee Amazing. the coffee's the best <laughs> <laughs> The coffee tastes the best. It could be curing, but you you love it because that's the startup that's, life. That's the startup life. It's the hustle and bustle. It is. And then slowly but surely, it's like all of a sudden, like new managers start coming in. And then people are like, huh, coffee's starting to taste a little bit different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the machine hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and all of a sudden you're 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 in a lot of meetings that are non-productive and all of a sudden there's even more managers that get hired to do even more unproductive things Mm -hmm. and things start moving slower and slower and slower and all of a sudden you're like i'm in corporate america (laughs) this is not the startup i signed up for yeah man and you sadly it's like you you kind of it's a long run until you see that but then when you see it it's almost like it's it's like you have to think for yourself have i am i in too deep can i leave or like is this what i'm gonna have to deal with you know or is it gonna change sometimes people think like oh man things are gonna are gonna change soon you know i'll stick i'll stick around the people who man you gotta love those people (laughs) those people those people run america the people who think their job is gonna be horrible for like just a period of time Mm -hmm. are the best yeah no bless them you know because they're just kind of like oh no it's just a small stint <laughs> oh no, it's gonna be fine after you know X, Y, and Z gets sold off. Or yeah, yeah, X, yeah. Y, Z does this or that, or leadership does. I don't know. God mm-hmm. knows what we mm-hmm. we have these new KPIs in place, and you know we're measuring different. You know, whatever, whatever yeah. it is. 
And it's always so wrong. Like, it's always so wrong. What ends up and actually happening, if anything, if the company does continue, is like major layoff might change yeah. something. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But even then, then it's so much bad blood in the water after mm-hmm. a major layoff where it's like, even if things look like how they should have looked, mm-hmm. it's like, man, you had to kill off so many people to get there. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's companies that are doing very well and like or have like a great team environment and stuff but those are like one in you know and very few yes yes definitely i mean like i would probably say you know funny enough figma it just got acquired oh yeah big ups to figma big ups to figma we're big fans big fans and here's hoping nothing changes (laughs) because Mm -hmm. you know uh we're fans of adobe too yes yes uh, but hoping that you know everything everything's smooth yeah upgrades here and there but nothing too but i would imagine you know if i was in figma today if i was if i was working at figma today or like a week before it's like man that energy was very different than it is right now you know what i mean yeah i mean two co-founders i don't even know how many teams that they have how many workers they have working under them no idea but i'm sure those guys are feeling like huh if we had a lot of equity this is awesome Mm because now we're I'm rich, bitch. Yeah, I'm rich. <laughs> uh, but if we don't have a lot of equity, you're just kind of like, ooh. Lots going to change. I just went from a cool startup to working at a I company don't. that's been around and established. And, you know, it's it's an adjustment. Yeah, it's like a it's like a household name for creators. Right. And, I mean, I would argue Figma's been a household name for a while now. True, true, yeah. right? but, uh, uh, but working at... At a different company culture is so risky, man. Because mm-hmm. who knows how Adobe is going to be for the people who work at Figma? Mm-hmm. Who knows how welcoming they'll be? I hope they are welcome. I hope so too, man. I hope it's. I hope Adobe still operates like a startup and mm-hmm. like you know everything's gravy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but chances are, for a lot of people, they're not going to be down because they signed up for Figma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and that's rough. Mm-hmm. That's rough. Uh, but acquisition aside, you know, I did want to cover one more thing about sure. hiring somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's onboarding. Oh, yeah. That's a whole process. That's a whole thing that people (laughs) just literally don't give up. (laughs) I think we talked about the onboarding process for like a week before we actually started like implementing it. Get you a company that invests in onboarding. (laughs) Because if you, if, if you, nothing's worse than entering a new company and being like super excited about it and then realizing like this is all a shell. Yeah. And I don't know what I'm doing here. And they don't even know why they hired me. And there's no plan. Yeah. There's like no no one there to like guide you. Or you, it's just kind of like they plop you. Like, here you go. It's like, what? <laughs> and it's happened to me. Oh, it's happened. I'm it, pretty sure it happens a lot. And if you're the type of person who like can work, you know, autonomously and you figure out what you need to do and where you need to fit in. Great. All the power to you. Yeah. But if you're the type of person who needs structure and maybe it's like you're a new grad you don't Mm -hmm. even know how anything really works in a corporate environment you don't Mm -hmm. really know what you're supposed to be doing in this new it's a new position for you yeah if you're that type of person oh man you're in for a ride yeah yeah and you don't even know you're that type of person until you don't have structure you know i didn't realize i was like i need some structure in my life but before i thought like man i could just do things on the fly like i don't need to worry about it. it's in my head you know mm-hmm. and uh when we started creative brew the more and more we got into it the more i'm like man like i need to have everything down like to the t like i need to know where everything happens that's why you know like trello is a blessing in life you know 
huge blessing. Um, and and like you know Google Calendar and all that stuff. I've used all of that before, but I didn't realize how structured I was. I mean, how how structured I need to be. Right. I almost felt like I was the same. I felt like oh, I wake up, I handle business. Yeah, we can take it. I handle business, right? And then uh, I realized very quickly, like. You're not handling business, Sneer. <laughs> you're you're definitely not handling business. Yeah, yeah. What you're doing is you're going from task to task aimlessly, and mm. uh, you need some structure in your life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. fact. And uh, once I think I think we we definitely sat down a couple days where we were like, okay, this is what we're gonna do. Yeah, this we've done that multiple gonna... times. I think we do that almost every month because yes. I feel like there's always something changing. Like, even if it's, like, a slight change into our structure and into our schedule, we always have, like, a whole day or two, three days to talk about this, you mm-hmm. know? And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, what can we do here? It's like, even for the podcast, it's like, okay, like, what time should we start filming? Like, when should we do this? When should we do that? And then I remember when I left a few days ago, I think it was, like, Friday or Thursday, I left the studio. And then that night, I saw a calendar invite for a podcast at 12 p.m., and I was like, in my head, I was like, I already knew we were doing a podcast today. Um, but having just that time frame on there, it's like, okay, cool. Like, we know, like, okay, we're coming in, boom, let me, let's get this done. Rather than, like, we come in and be like, let's take care of some maintenance first, you know, because we got some emails to reply back to. Um, but, and, like, just kind of hover over it. And then it's like, oh, you know what, it's 2.30, let's just, let's hop on a podcast right now. Yeah, 100%. I mean, if you don't have things scheduled especially on a team man it's rough it's tough it's rough it's tough because you never know people's schedule you don't know you know and, and you want to make sure you're you're punctual with everything too it's like it just it, it, it's just the, your day flows so much better so much better when you have a structure and then i mean if you're somebody who's getting onboarded you're somebody like that hopefully your manager will do what i would do for you if you ever get hired which is i would st- I would give you the whole kit and caboodle. Yeah. But I think what what sets a good manager apart from a great manager is they give you the whole structure, but they say, hey, look, you change what you think you need to change. Mm-hmm. It's up to you. Right. Like, this is what I would do. These are kind of the things I want you to accomplish. But you leave it a little bit loose, a little bit permeable. Yeah. So that they have that room to be like, cool, man, they trust me. Yeah. You yeah. build that trust off the bat. Yeah, of course. You know, I mean, you hired them. God forbid. You do spend four interviews with these guys. Four <laughs> That's interviews. a long time. Man. Four interviews in. And, and some interviews take a long time. Man. Dude, I went to... Okay, hold up. <laughs> you want to talk about interviews? I went to... I've interviewed at almost every major tech company. There. Yes. You name know, one. I Just know. name one, bro. Just name one. Uh, Amazon. Oh, I've been there, bro. Yeah. I've been to... They flew me to Seattle. I, I think I was with... Not with you. Like, there. But I think I've known you every single time you went to a big company meeting. Like, yes. a big company interview. Like, Netflix, Hulu. Yes. Uh, Amazon. Facebook, Google. Facebook, Google. Like, all yeah. those. I've known you through all that. This is always so oh, funny. Oh, yeah. I know all of them. <laughs> I've been through it all, man. And let me tell you something. Not to say I know better than anybody, but what I do know is that they're stressful. And, oh, yeah. and man, they really kick the tires on you. Like, there's this thing in Amazon. I don't know if they do it anymore, so I'm not sure. But when I went to the Amazon interview in Seattle, you go, uh, I think it was five interview rounds, back to back to back to back Ooh. to back. 
and they're each an hour. And man, it's a it's a grill a thon. <laughs> so they'll be like, you know, this is for a uh, um, product manager, right? No, no, this was for a software uh, engineering role, SDE, mm. uh, I believe, software development engineer. And they would sit you down. And they'd be like, "All right, here's a problem. Solve it." <laughs> and you'd be like, "Okay." And you solve it on the whiteboard. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dude, by the end of the first one, you're exhausted. Right, right. Then you go to the next one. Same thing, but mm-hmm. kind of a different problem. Maybe mm-hmm. it uses a little more creativity in this one. Mm-hmm. Boom, do that. Next round, another one. It's like, dude, by the third, fourth one, you're dead. <laughs> and then the fifth one, they bring out this guy. He's called the Bar Razor. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. the Bar Razor is just some asshole legitimately Mm -hmm. just some asshole who comes in and actually tries to fluster you again i don't know if they do this anymore but they definitely did it to me that would be hilarious if they still do that and they and they the guy comes in and i remember this perfectly he asked me a question i answered the question and he looked me dead in the eyes like this and he said you took too long and i said damn (laughs) I was so shocked that someone actually would talk to me like that. Mm-hmm. And so I, I I remember thinking, okay, man, like after all that, you know, if I get hired, they should trust me with the keys to the castle at this yeah, point, yeah, right? Yeah. It's like there is so much I went through through this for this interview. I flew there. They got to know me. I solved multiple problems. The guy shit on my face and I took it. And And you would imagine the first day on the job, they'd be like, cool. We trust you. Yeah. Nah, man. You're still nah. in a probation period. <laughs> and, yeah. it's like, and it's like, dang, man. Yeah, I mean, when, you, when you're when you applying for a multi-billion dollar company, sure. you'd imagine like it'd be intense. But at the same time, it's like, damn, bro, relax. It's know, like, dude, I, I'm just working on some buttons, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, like, dude, relax. Like, bro. the most damage I could do is like, I changed the button colors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's a bit too intense sometimes for the role that you're getting. It's like, dude, it's like, calm down, man. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I mean, like, at, at that time, this was years ago now. And at that time, Amazon was like, I remember they kept they kept saying like, hey, Amazon is one of the hardest interviews. Kind of like how Google is one of the hardest yeah, interviews. Yeah. Like Amazon's one of the hardest interviews. Was that the one that you went to Seattle for? That's the one I went yeah. to Seattle for. And they even told me prior, they're like, you should study before coming. Mm-hmm. And so I did. I studied a lot, actually. By the way, that's another thing, man. Studying for an interview like it's your job is crazy. crazy. These companies have so much leverage over you. Yeah. Especially with like what role you're applying for. Yeah, you know, it's like you, to do your. You need to really do your research to see how companies hire these types of roles because you never know what you're gonna get thrown at you. Big tech has, is notorious, like big tech or or they call it Fang, mm-hmm. Facebook, Amazon, uh, Netflix, Google, and now there's probably more that are in that. Mm-hmm. Those companies are notorious for having incredibly difficult interview processes, mm-hmm. and uh, they're multi-interview. They're five. They're five, like one hour f- each, five of them in a row. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you don't have the gas, like if you're somebody who takes their time to solve a problem, they're not going to hire you because yeah. it's just like you can't do that. Yeah, you need to be able to work under pressure quickly and efficiently. Yeah, and it's like out of your element too they just throw you in there mm-hmm. and it's like a completely random problem like dude you want to know an example problem you're not gonna believe me 
I mean, I wouldn't even understand you, but yeah, sure. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you. Uh, no, this you'll understand this problem. Okay. They'll ask you something like, "This is this is a real question." I don't think they do it anymore because uh-huh. it's so controversial now. But this was a real question at one point at Google. They said, "How many ping pong balls?" <laughs> hold on, hold on. How many ping pong balls fit inside of a school bus? Holy! And so you'd have to sit there and like figure that problem out. And they want to see how you attack a problem like that. I would assume they're looking to see like how you like figure out the diameter of a ping pong ball and the square footage of every piece of it. Yeah. So basically like you know how big one ping pong ball is. Then you kind of get the size of the school bus. You get the size of the school bus just based on like, oh, one seat's about this big. And you multiply that by there's probably 20 seats. Uh And then you multiply that by like the the volume of the, you know, the bus. And then, dude. And you're doing that on the fly. Like, they just, you, hey, nice to meet you. All right, how many ping pong balls <laughs> in, a, in a bus? The funny thing bus? is, I feel like when, they, when they're asking that kind of question, you can't even give, like, a generic number and then zero, 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 zero. It's almost as, like, you have to be as precise as you can. You're trying to show your work on, yeah. on the board, too. So they're looking for kind of, like, a You could give a zero, zero, zero if you really want yeah, to. Yeah, but, like, I'd imagine you can't give, like, oh, it's, like, about um, about a million. No, you know, no, but no. it has to be like it has to be like million five hundred and ninety three thousand. You could like you that. could you could do that. I think what they look for is it's called the order of magnitude. So mm-hmm. it's like if you say it's about like if you say it's about the difference between ten million and fifteen million is not that big. But mm-hmm. if you say oh it's a hundred million mm-hmm. versus ten million, that's one order of magnitude bigger. Yeah. So they'll be like no, that's completely off. Yeah. And like they'll just disqualify you if you're uh-huh. if you're that off. Unless they see that you really work through the problem like logically, mm-hmm. it is really to look through how you work through the problem, less about the answer. But I've been in some interviews where they're like, that's just completely off. Like you're just completely wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, well, all right. <laughs> Thankfully, the Google job doesn't make me put ping pong balls inside, well, of, a thank Google, God, in, inside of a school bus. I can't even imagine just doing that man. in real life. No. Who would do that? No, no. You would, I mean, you would never. Do <laughs> I mean, I'm sure someone's done that on like a prank video or something. But uh, yes, uh, yes. Damien Atwood, I think is his name. He did that. He was famous for that. Rome, on YouTube. Rome, Roman, 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 Roman Atwood. Why did I think yeah. his name was Damien? <laughs> Roman Atwood. I think he one of his first. I'm so sorry, Roman. <laughs> one, one of his first video prank videos was was doing something yeah, like that. Yeah, he's a, he's an he's an OG YouTuber, man. Shout out to him. He has a whole family and everything. You know, he's, yeah. he's taking care of his family. But yeah, one of the OGs. Of, yeah, like, one of the prank, OGs. Prank funny like world. Man. I used to love that guy. Oh yeah, he's man. amazing. Yeah, no, definitely. It, you know, it's definitely you know the, that golden era of YouTube. It's crazy to call it golden era because it hasn't really been that long. No. But it's like. You notice like these people that fifteen are, years ago. Yeah, like fifteen years ago, you notice like these people and where they're at now. It's really it's it's amazing, honestly. You know, I know and what they've came up with and like how they built themselves. It always pisses me off when I think about it because it's like God, dang it! Like I should have done YouTube back then. Yeah, I mean, if you're someone out there who's listening and you're like, should I do YouTube? Yes. Yeah, or anything like becoming a creator these days is just so. It's like. I feel like a lot of people are very creative now than they've ever been. And more so now, there's so many ways to showcase your creativity. There's so many ways to expose yourself on these platforms and oh my you know, God. get your name out there than it was before. Back then, 15 years ago, it was just YouTube. And even before that, it's like you didn't really have any social platform that you could 
like MySpace was barely was like kind of popping off, but people didn't really know how to use it that well. Like you had like there was also no algorithm. Yeah, there's no algorithm. So it was kind of like you had to friend people to just like you had to friend get people. To know it's, them. It was more so like like literally who you are with. Yes. Like who who you knew personally. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. Um, and yeah, and so you know, you being a creator these days is it's amazing because of just the um, they're like the the sky's the limit literally for content creation. Yeah. And it's amazing. It um, is. I mean, just the other day I was looking up, you know, the creator worth knowing. I was doing some research on creator worth knowing. Okay. Uh, the, the other segment we do on TikTok and Instagram. Check it out. And shorts. But not podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I was looking up a few interesting creators. One of that I came across was called, I think, The Doggest. The Doggest. I couldn't believe never this. never heard of him. I couldn't, believe, I couldn't believe this. This guy literally just photographs dogs like you you remember humans of new york that kind of thing yeah 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 okay but like for dogs <laughs> that's amazing crazy and that's it was amazing. and it, you know what this guy has millions of followers oh, yeah. and and he's extremely successful i think he sold a book maybe not maybe maybe not so, or like something of like course, that yeah. um i'll do some more research on him yeah, later yeah. today but my point is this guy literally takes photos of dogs and that's his career. Yeah. And not it's not like just like, oh, I'm just some hobbyist taking photos of dogs mm-hmm. and I like I make like an extra ten grand a year. No, dude. We're mm-hmm. talking like this guy makes thousands of dollars and it's his primary career. Mm-hmm. And he's probably killing it. Oh, and he's yeah. he doesn't have to answer questions like how many ping pong balls <laughs> 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 in a, yeah, in we a should meet him one day and ask him, like, yo, dude, how many ping pong balls? That guy is making more than the guy who knows how to answer the how many ping pong balls in a school bus question. And probably living, honestly, a better quality of life. Happier. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was looking at that and I was like, this is amazing that the mm-hmm. world allows for this today. Mm-hmm. Someone, a good friend of mine, uh, was telling me uh, just the other day that, like, um, his fiance wants to get into content creation and he thought about getting into content creation as well mm-hmm. and i told him i was like, you know if you're going to do it it's probably the best time to do it now and on as many social media platforms as you can if you're going to start on one i would probably suggest tiktok you know just because it's a very good place to start easy to learn and it's like it, it gives you the best eyes right yeah especially for video like yeah. if, if you're trying to go video right now mm-hmm. i mean you should probably be on there yeah but i was telling him i was like you know it's not it's not as simple as like uh like you could think oh man i want to be a content creator it's like i'm gonna just make random videos and stuff like that it's like it's a lot more than that and um you know, I, I told him to I was like you have to understand it's like it's see it's it seems very fun and which it is it is extremely fun to be a content creator because you're literally doing what you like doing it's like you wouldn't be content creating if you didn't like what you're doing sure um, but it's like, you have to understand what you like doing. Can you do that day in and day out? And yeah. can you not be like tired of it? Not saying that you can't be tired of it, but like when you're starting out, man, that grind every day, every other day, like it has to be on point, you know? It really does. And I know people, this is a contentious item that we're, we're, go, we're crossing into. And I know, P- and man, we're very far from the topic, by the way. But, you know, that's a topic starter. It's mm-hmm. not the... <laughs> it's not the end topic. Uh, but the, the thing I want to say about that is people feel like they don't want to turn their... Pa- Some people feel this. 
They don't want to turn their hobbies or their passion into their job Mm -hmm. because they're nervous that they're not going to like it. Mm -hmm. And if you're that type of person, I would say to you, hey, more power to you. Do what you want to do. If you want to do it just on your off time or if it's something that you feel will be ruined by content creation or monetization, fine. Yeah, do what you feel comfortable. Do what you feel comfortable doing. And there's things in my life that are like that. Like, I like uh, carpentry. Mm -hmm. I like building things with wood. Mm -hmm. Would I turn that into a business? Probably not. Mm -hmm. Uh, It would be... Unless you had a crap ton of free time and passive money coming. Even then, though, to be honest, even then, I wouldn't want to build it for other anyone else but myself. True, yeah. So that's kind of how I see it. And so then I understand that angle. But then there's the other side of me, which is like, well, there's things that I really like. Mm Mm-hmm. Like for for me, and I'm I'm sure for you too, it's like this space that we're in, the creator space that we're in, the creator economy that we're in, inspiring creators, that kind of thing is something I really like. Mm -hmm. And I feel like with that, if I could make that my living, and yes, there will be parts that I don't like, but if I can make that my living, that's so much better than the alternative, which is working a job Mm -hmm. and doing this on the side. Mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah i think in, in life as you get older you start to realize that like there needs to be a fulfillment factor in what you're doing and i think a lot of like that's why you see a lot of kids these days and a lot and a lot of the generation these days tra- like transitioning into becoming entrepreneurs and doing what they love doing i mean we say we say you know all these things and you know we're not hugely successful or anything but i think we're at a like we're kind of like one of those people that are like uh you know like don't be scared to do it you right. know, it's like we've worked corporate before. We've done that for years, you know, and, you know, made good money, whatever it was. Right. But um, I think it's you you want to take these risks, especially if you're younger. And even if you're older, it's OK to take those risks, too, because who, who knows? You know, you, you may have way more experience in different aspects of business than we than the younger kids do. You know, but I think if you're going to take a risk now, you might as well try it, you know, and um, yeah. and have fun with it along the way, you know. Um, that's what I was telling my friend. I was like, hey man, like if you're gonna do content creation, just make sure you just have fun. Like you understand that it's like, it's it's gonna be fun, it's gonna be a lot of work, but also it's like, hey, this is, this is, this could be easily your, um, you know, your income stream if you really take it seriously. Yeah, you know? And And who, who doesn't want something, who doesn't wanna make money from something that they love doing, yeah. right? Yeah, that's like easy to do. Yeah, that's like easy to do because easy it's like, because you like it. Yeah, because yeah. you like it. Not easy because it's easy. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's not. It's anything but easy. But I think you like the process of it, and plus, it's like you get to learn. So Come, many, I should have said it comes easy. Yeah, yeah, you 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 get to learn so many skills as well that you never thought you would learn at like a regular if you were at like a regular job. You right. know, there's just so many things that you start learning and like start having fun with or just like are interested in learning and like you become so much more knowledgeable with you know marketing or editing or um just a lot of different kind of skill sets that leads with content creating that people really don't under like they really like it's like underrated like people don't really talk about that stuff as a content creator they just make it and it looks nice and it's like, dude, there's a lot of behind the scenes that goes. There's a lot of strategy. Yeah, it's like even for this podcast, like we had it. it like it took like two, three weeks to really kind of figure out how we're gonna do this. It's not like we just had these things already to yeah. go. Yeah, it, it it it's. I always find it funny. Like it's like, oh, you're just turning on the thing and you're talking. You pull out yeah. the topic yeah. and you think it's just like easy peasy yeah. lemon squeezy. And it's like, yeah, when you look at it from that perspective, uh-huh. yes, it is. But yeah. 
at the same time, there's like a lot. Like we gotta find time to yeah. do this. We gotta set up a a, a, a somewhat bearable studio yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, uh, and it's like we want to do it regularly. Like yeah. I mean, it's a commitment for sure. And yeah. there's a lot of setup, and there's a lot of like thinking. Like, do we really want to talk about these topics? Mm-hmm. Do, what, what what do we really want to give our audience? How much personality do we want to show? And it's like these are these questions that creators are asking themselves like day in day out. Right. And there's no real there's no real right answer. Mm-hmm. So you really have to just kind of pick mm-hmm. and go, mm-hmm. you no, know? Facts, facts. And kind of, uh, you know, we're about to hit the hour mark here and I want this video to go too long. But yeah. to end on, you know, I know we went on a crazy, like talked about different things. Hopefully, you know, it, it all kind of related to the original question at hand. And hopefully some of the things that we have said did help a little bit. Um, but, you know, getting back to, you know, when you should you hire someone and when you should do it yourself. I think, honestly, you should do everything yourself first before you even think about hiring anyone. Totally. Agree. <laughs> Especially totally. if you're coming into the entrepreneurial world or content creation specifically. It's like you need to learn how to do these things yourself. Put and in the then, work. Yeah, put in the work so you know. The thing that, like, I'm going to end with this and, you know, I'll let you end with whatever you need to say. But the thing that really bothers me sometimes is that, like, there's people out there that are man- managing these different workers without knowing the, the work that it, that's involved to do these things and giving these people like impossible deadlines or like impossible doings. It's like, dude, like you need to be able to understand how this works so that you can understand them and so that the process is more smoother. And at the end of the day, you get more people. Like that's how you get people like you. It's like, oh, they understand how it is to be in this position. They're letting me have the freedom to do what I want. And they're giving me like a reasonable time frame. Yeah, know? absolutely. The and context think, matters. Yeah, the context matters so much. And so I think if you're going to hire anyone, like at least do it yourself for like a good amount of time, especially if it's in the in the creator space and the entrepreneurial world. It's like you want to be able to learn these things so that you at least know what you're looking for too. Absolutely. Yeah. I totally agree. I couldn't have said it better myself. And I think on that note, we should end this. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, that's been uh, Brew Talk episode one. Um, you know, follow us on our socials: Instagram, Creator Brew X, TikTok, uh, Near and Chris. Um, what else? YouTube, Creator Brew X. We're on Discord as well, Creator Brew. Literally anything, Creator Brew. X. You could type this up in Google and we'll pop up. You know, creatorbrew.io, and I'll have all our socials. Right? And I just want to say one last thing: if you do have any questions or topics you'd like us to place inside of the topic bucket, uh, shoot it our way on pretty much any social, email, whatever you want, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll throw it in there. Uh, if we like it, please keep it uh, safe for work. <laughs> we'll throw it in there, and then we'll get to it uh, eventually in one of these podcasts. Yeah, sounds good. All right, All right. well, it was a pleasure speaking, and uh, see you guys soon. Yep. Yeah.